0: Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on Fox Radio 850, KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and carried nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. Two hours of interviews and features, plus questions and comments about this one-day-at-a-time adventure in personal recovery as we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. And now, Recovery Coast to Coast is on the air.
1: Here's your host, Neil Scott. Welcome back once again to Recovery Coast to Coast. I'm Neil Scott. Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. Our program is coming to you from the annual NAATP Leadership Conference in Carlsbad, California at the Omni La Costa, a broadcast made possible by Sundown M. Ranch, providing quality treatment at an affordable price for the past 50 years. Check them out, sundown.org. One of the leaders and legends in the field of alcoholism, addiction, and recovery is sitting down to join us. He's been on the show many times over the last 10 years. Johnny Allum. Johnny Allum. Alum, uh, I, I always think of soar when I think of you and working uh, your wonderful work with uh, with the late Senator Hughes, and and you are at the ground floor of the of of the modern alcoholism recovery movement.
0: I think God has blessed me to, to be an observer over a long period of time. Yeah, I don't take yeah. a lot of credit for it, but having started with Harold Hughes. And the people, we planted seeds in the early 90s. At the same time, that the war on drugs was taking yeah. place, too. I think we did plant a lot of seeds. It bore fruit in Faces and Voices of Recovery. The garden
1: is in good shape, Johnny. And
0: uh, we're moving on, and now I'm helping Greg Williams with the October 4th United to Face Addiction event in Washington, D.C. Tell us, tell us about that. After the uh, film Anonymous People had, the tremendous reception yeah. it has across. It let a lot of people know it's all right to stand up. It's all right to say I, you know, my, I, I'm not owned by my illness, but I'm a person, and I have recovered from an illness. And that has really caught fire and, and, and it has made a lot of us who have been in the field a long time think this is our moment to have a cultural affair that, that reaches beyond our own borders to the population at large that says your recovery is not only possible, it's probable if the appropriate responses are
1: I tell you occurring. what it does for me Johnny it sends me back I get this real deja vu a program that I worked on and back in 1976 with Walter Murphy at NCADD with Operation Understanding That's right same type thing that 52 prominent mm-hmm. people stand up and say I'm not afraid or embarrassed or ashamed to say I am a recovering alcoholic that also is in Washington DC and and this one comes now here in in 2015 how many people are you expecting and how how can our listeners all over the country participate in
0: this? The logistics planning right now put us between 200 and 300,000 people. The National Park Service has reserved a place for us with those kind of numbers involved. We believe, based on past events, that that's a realistic number. And what we, our, our uh, URL went live two weeks ago, uh, facingaddiction.org, and we're asking people to register right there. I'm coming to Washington on October 4th, and here's why I'm coming. I'm in recovery, and I vote. That's right. Damn it! <laughs> and then the next thing that's happening is we have a field staff that's helping people, uh, both in the in the mid Atlantic area, but all the way across to Seattle, and everywhere, to you know, form buses, bus loads of people that are to be coming, and arrange the transportation, arranging, with all the facilities for people to, to come. So it's coming along very nicely. We always uh, money is a marker, and uh, and uh, we believe that uh, we've been very fortunate along those lines. Uh, over 1.6 million dollars has already been invested in this project. We have a staff of 17 outreach people that are doing there. We have a number of great major lights. I cannot promise to tell them right now. Right. Are, are hitting the entertainment part of the program. Uh, it's going, it's to, be going to be a, be a special, single day, a day-long celebration, celebration day. of recovery. A concert on the mall. And what what is the date? October 4th. It's a Sunday.
1: October 4th in
0: Washington D.C.
1: Mm-hmm. Consider this a save the date card, if you will, an audio card. Put that date down, October 4th, and and, and try to be out there.
0: And uh, go on the website, uh, facingaddiction.org.
1: Facingaddiction.org. I want to org. stand up. Facingaddiction.org. Johnny, uh, t- take us back a little bit. You were involved for many many years with the Johnson Institute, and then they were kind of merged in with Hazelden. W- what happened to some of the initiatives that that you started back with the Johnson Institute? Have they been carried forth?
0: They have. I'm very very happy, and very proud. Uh, While I was there for six years, we trained over 3,000 people in what we called the recovery ambassadors programs, and that's the backbone uh, of Faces and Voices of Recovery. Those people went on to leadership positions. The other thing that I was very proud of that actually George Bloom started was the, uh, was the twice-a-year meeting in Washington, bringing the field together, all the alphabet soup people, NATAP, NADAC, yep. and others. That part has not flourished. I'd like to see that reestablished sometime. We called it the National Forum, uh, but the work that ha- does go on. We see more unity now of all all the, the the organizations in the field. We see them pulling behind Greg Williams in this. Yeah. Uh, march March uh, face addiction. Uh, the film has helped a lot. And oh, I was absolutely. very privileged to be and featured there's a book in that. Out little now, bit. now, based on the that. book just came out yes. last week, and uh, yes, I was. Uh, I'm very very proud of that, and and. and Uh, I'm very privileged people give me a lot of credit that I don't think I deserve, but at least I've been there anyway.
1: You've been at all the milestones. I remember the first meeting in in, uh, Minnesota. When the recovery groups came together in the founding of Faces and Voices of Recovery, I was there with my mentor and your good friend, Mel Schulstad, Sh- Mel Schulstad. who passed away a couple of years ago, and I, I miss him every day. I come to conferences like this, and I, I see him walking the halls in my mind. So you have been all along with that, and of course, uh, SOAR, which was uh, probably an organization that was a little before
0: its time. The side of Americans in Recovery. Americans in Recovery. Uh-huh.
1: And, and that really was the forerunner of the movement movement that we are all a part of today.
0: That's right. And you were there and a lot of people that were in part of SOAR. Uh, I still go to meetings and people bring out their SOAR t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's really wonderful. Is that right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you just, if I can, about my other venture right sure. now. Sure.
1: Uh, By the way, if you're just joining us, Johnny Allen is, uh, is with us. He's involved with Unite to Face Addiction October 4th in Washington,
0: D.C. I'm a business person and I, I've been uh, all over the country seeing all kinds of treatment operations. And uh, I've been disappointed sometimes by the business model. And so I spent the last five years, I retired, and that didn't work. (laughs) Uh, uh, I can't
1: imagine you retired, Johnny. And
0: I am uh, convinced that outpatient is a a neglected part of our Mm -hmm. field. Mm -hmm. We keep talking about becoming closer to the overall health system, working with doctors and hospitals. And the standalone residential industries, as important as they are, it's difficult for them to do that. If we're going to move in this country from treating 7% of the people who need our help to, let's hope, 70% someday like yeah. you know, for diabetes or other illnesses, we need to have an explosion of outpatient care available all across this country. To prove that point, five years ago, I started building an outpatient clinic in Washington, D.C. called the Quilla Recovery. Ah. We're now open three and a half years, and everything that I had seen was the future has come come to come to true. People are able to move right from hospital care, right from doctor's care, into outpatient care much earlier in their incidence of illness, so they have a better chance of getting long-term recovery. And where people need higher levels of care, we send them on to uh, Karen, a- uh, Ashley, um, uh, Farley House, people like that. And uh, So I'm very excited about this, and I'm part of my kind of pitch people here at NATAP on the importance of. Uh, of outpatient care too long it's been treated like a stepchild yeah and, you're right and we need to be a mainstream element in this thing so that's why I'm here today
1: Johnny Allen is joining us he is one of the leaders and legends in the field of addiction uh, g- going way back with with Senator Hughes in, in the early days of this field what do you see Johnny as as some of the key challenges going forth over the next say three to five years
0: we we've made some huge advances And what will happen this fall is the biggest advance of all is better public understanding and public understanding of illness. And our real shortfall right now is the workforce. Our workforce of quality people um, is getting older. They were misused so long. They were underpaid so long. And people going to college look at us and say, oh, I'd like to do that, but then they do something else because they feel like they've got to feed their family. And we got to do something about letting our workforce uh, really grow. The people that do this business and, and do it in, in a good context and a good business love it. Feel, they feel rewarded. And they stay here. And when their children stay in college and other pressures, they give up their love to do something just for money we got to change that formula. we right. really got to get Right. Uh, I, I see a lot of good thing.
1: people working in treatment centers oh that get stolen by mental health and other health care agencies. They see the value in this, these right. people. We see the value, but we can't pay them. Yeah. We have to start paying them a lot more money.
0: So I think that's, that's my challenge is, to, is to how do we meet the new expectations that will happen when people understand our disease better. We got, to, and we got to push that opportunity for outpatient. We got to raise the ability of, of, of the people in the field to make a living. And and we got to really double our workforce real fast. Johnny
1: Allum, so great to see you again, my friend. Good seeing uh, you, Neil. I'm (laughs) glad you're still on the front lines fighting away. And don't forget that date, October 4th in Washington, D.C. Hopefully we'll be there doing a remote broadcast from there. We'd love to do that. We'll look to see you there. All right. I'm Neil Scott, the program recovery coast to coast. It is the NAATP National Leadership Conference. I'm Neil Scott. We will be right back with more right after this.